Welcome to Stand On Inc., the podcast where we'll look at different American documents, analyze them, and give our opinions and stances on them. Today, we're going to look at the Emancipation Proclamation and how it impacted the lives of African Americans throughout America. We will also interview a former enslaved African American who had firsthand experience with the effects of the Emancipation Proclamation. But before we are able to have our interview, we need to go over what the Emancipation Proclamation really is, specifically the things it promised for African Americans. The document was created by President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. This was around the time the nation was approaching its third year of the Civil War. The proclamation promised that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are and henceforward shall be free. It promised the freedom of slaves in 10 Confederate states that were still in the rebellion. It also said that freed slaves could be in the Union Army, increasing the Union's available manpower. The document was an important step towards abolishing slavery and giving American citizenship to ex-slaves. Although the proclamation didn't exactly outlaw slavery or free the slaves in the Union states that still allowed it, the proclamation broadened the goals of the Union War and its purpose. And it also made the end of slavery into a specific Union goal, in addition to the reuniting of the country. The proclamation also prevented European forces from intervening in the war on behalf of the Confederacy. Because the Emancipation Proclamation made the abolition of slavery into a Union goal, it linked support for the Confederacy to, support of, to the support of slavery. As Lincoln hoped, the proclamation swung foreign opinion in favor of the Union by gaining the support of European countries that had already outlawed slavery. It effectively ended the Confederacy's hopes of gaining official recognition from European heads of state. But despite its promises, the Emancipation Proclamation was limited in many ways. It applied only to the states that had seceded from the United States, leaving slavery untouched in the loyal border states. It also exempted parts of the Confederacy or Southern states that had already come under Northern control. But most importantly, the freedom it promised depended upon the United States military victory. Although the Emancipation Proclamation did not end slavery in the nation, it gave millions of Americans hope and imagination. The document fund fundamentally transformed the character of the war. After January 1st, every, advance, every advancement of federal troops expanded the definition of freedom. The proclamation announced the acceptance of black men in the Union Army and Navy, enabling the liberated to become the liberators. By the end of the war, almost 200,000 black soldiers and sailors had fought for the Union and freedom itself. The document confirmed the idea that the war for the Union must become a war for freedom. It added morals to the Union's cause and strengthened the Union both militarily, politically, as a milestone along the road to slavery's final destruction. The Emancipation Proclamation had assumed a place among the great documents of human freedom. From the first days of the Civil War, slaves have acted to secure their own liberty, and the Emancipation Proclamation confirmed their insistence that the war for the Union must become a war for freedom. The original Emancipation Proclamation of January 1st, 1863 is in the National Archives in Washington, D.C. With the text covering five pages, the document was originally tied with narrow red and blue ribbons, which were attached, which were attached to the signature page by the seal of the United States. Most of the ribbon remains, and parts of the seal are still decipherable, but other parts have worn off. The document was bound with other proclamations in such a large volume preserved for many years by the Department of State. When it was prepared for binding, it was reinforced with strips along the centerfolds and then mounted on a still larger sheet of heavy paper. 
written in red ink on the upper right-hand corner of this large sheet is the number of the proclamation, 95, which was given to it by the Department of State long after it was signed. But with the other records, the volume containing the Emancipation Proclamation was transferred in 1936 from the Department of State to the National Archives of the United States. Now, after learning what the Emancipation Proclamation is, we can begin our interview with a former slave who has now been freed. Introducing Rose. Please welcome her to our podcast. Hello, how are you doing today, Miss Rose? Hello, thank you so much for having me today. I'm good, and yourself? I'm also doing well. Let's get right into this interview. How did you see a change in your life and community after the publication of the Emancipation Proclamation? Well, coming from a Southern state after the emancipation came out, I was now considered a free person. Although I was excited for freedom, we didn't see much positive change at first. I was able to escape the constant sexual and physical abuse from my slave owner, but had no home, no money, and no education. This has a very positive effect on my community because we all came together as one to continue to fight and work for ourselves. Groups of children would learn to read and write from a white person who volunteered to teach them. Within these classes, there were even some adults who would also want to learn. Many of the eligible men would join the union and fight in the war for our freedom. Overall, even though the Emancipation Proclamation didn't have much of a direct effect on people, it made communities stronger, getting us closer and closer to freedom. Wow, that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. We have another question for you. What do you believe to be the next steps for freedom for Black people in America? Well, that's a big question. I think there are a lot of things that need to happen in order for America to reach that point. I think it's hard for a country to reach freedom when the basis of the country was built on the opposite of that. I think the government needs to help Black people and support them during this time so that we can support ourselves and also believe that individuals need to better their mindsets and get rid of their racist and prejudiced ideas. Until we are able to get rid of that negative mindset, we will truly be able to see a change. Well, yes, I agree. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Rose. We really appreciate your thoughts and we hope that this opens up a lot of eyes for our listeners. As for you guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we will see you next time on Stand on Inc. Bye.